Teen Time Present Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. The biggest object in the night sky is, of course, the moon. We get very used to the monthly cycle of our nearest planetary neighbor, but it is easy to forget that there are many other moons around other planets just in our own solar system. Earth has one, planet Mars two, but Jupiter has 63 moons, and then Saturn has 62. Of course, they are not all the same size as our own moon. Some are bigger, some smaller, but they are all in orbit around their mother planet. Are they all just rocky outposts of no interest? Definitely not. And new research of the moon Titan, which is in orbit around Saturn, suggests that its surface is actually fairly soft. There was a mission back in 2005 that put a lander on the surface of Titan. And the more that astronomers have analysed the data, the more it seems that the surface of that moon is soft. Unfortunately, we can't say for sure what makes the surface soft, but it appears to be like walking on the beach or maybe walking in snow. That the surface is a little hard, but then you can sink down a few centimetres when weight is put on the surface. Any manned mission to the moon Titan is decades away, and so until then, we can only guess what the surface is really like. The problem with the internet is that the more devices we have, the more clogged up with data it becomes. We add smartphones and laptops and tablets, and they all need lots of data from the internet. Part of that problem is the way we access the net. That might be through a phone company, or at work, or many other ways like wireless. But for each access point, there needs to be some sort of internet router. So what if we could have millions more routers and have much more connectivity? That would make our internet connection much more fluid and flexible. But how practical is it to have millions more wireless routers wherever we are? In a way, we already have that. Scientists are considering a whole new way of connecting online by using the smartphones, laptops, and tablets we already have, but to also use those as internet routers for everyone else. In theory, that could be possible, although all manufacturers would have to agree on a technical protocol that would be the same in all devices. Also, they would have to find a way for us to pay for this. We all like free internet, but that doesn't happen without investment. But maybe in the not so distant future, we will all be able to go online faster, quicker, and from almost anywhere. Like it or not, statistics are a part of our daily lives. Whether that is a number one music download or the most popular type of car, businesses depend on using statistics to better understand trends and sales. But statistics can be very misleading too, and suggest facts that are not really facts at all. 
For instance, one curious statistic is that countries which produce the most Nobel Prize winners are actually the countries that produce the most chocolate. Switzerland produces the most chocolate, followed by Sweden and Denmark, and those three countries have the biggest number of Nobel Prize winners. So does that mean that the more chocolate you eat or produce, the more likely you are to win a Nobel Prize? Of course not, and that is a perfect example of how we interpret statistics is actually more important than the statistics themselves. I might just go and get a piece of chocolate, though, just in case. If you like eating cheese, and I do, then there is a strange paradox in why we enjoy it. Does melted cheese taste better than cold, uncooked cheese? Many people would say it does, even though the actual taste of the cheese is unchanged. New tests on melted cheese, and there really are such tests, have suggested that it is the texture of the melted cheese that makes our taste buds enjoy it more than uncooked cheese. Something soft, warm, and gooey is somehow more appealing to us. But it might not just be the texture. When cheese melts, it generally takes on a more fatty appearance, and that might appeal to our natural desire for more fatty food, which goes back thousands of years to when fat would help keep people alive through cold winters. These days, there is no need for excessive fat intake, and too much fat is unhealthy. But this seems to be another case of our taste buds telling us what we would like to eat and not what would be best for us to eat. And that's it for the Teen Time Science Blog for another week. I'm Neil Chase, and I'll be back again next week with more from the science world. <laughs>